Hello and welcome to the JLL Life Sciences podcast series. My name is Glenn Crocker and I am the head of the UK Life Sciences at JLL. I'm joined by Chris Walters, who is the investor and developer lead for the sector. And he's going to introduce what this podcast series is all about. Thank you, Glenn. In this podcast series, the objective is that you'll hear from investors, developers, funders, as well as occupiers, operators and technical experts who are all active in this sector. We think it's really important that we uh, share those views, opinions and ideas of how we can continue to grow the life science industry. So that sounds great, Chris, but, but why are we doing this now? Can you just explain to people why we think it's so important? As you know, it's a sector that we've been looking at um, hard for a long time at JLL, but the, the bigger picture than that and the rationale for doing this is that the life science sector has experienced significant growth over recent years, and, and that looks set to continue, um, in particular with the, the impact of COVID. It's underpinned by strong macroeconomic fundamentals from all of the, the research and analytics that we've done, and that underpins that growth. There's an aging population um, globally, and there's therefore an increased need for healthcare provision. And sitting alongside that, we're seeing an increasing support from central government to um, underpin that growth, whether it's creating new life science opportunity zones or providing direct funding into specific initiatives. It's all, it's all heading in the right direction to support that growth. And of course, um, in the last budget, the government committed to more than doubling the expenditure on research and yeah, research true. to um, about 22 billion a year over the next few years. So that's going to make a huge impact. So what, what are the implications of this, Chris? Well, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing on um, sort of on the front line in terms of the work that we're doing is particularly on the on the occupier side, we're seeing some in, an increase in venture capital uh, funding that's been happening for a few years now, but that's definitely helping the startup industries grow from strength to strength. That's meaning that they can grow larger, they can they can use that money to grow their operations and become more established businesses. So there's a strong demand in the sector from an occupier perspective. And where there's strong demand, normally strong investor appetite follows. And we've also seen that exponentially growth, particularly over the past 18 to 24 months um, from a mix of people, whether it's established specialist developers, investors and funders, um, but also more traditional um, people that we, that we work with from a client base who are looking at this for the first time. So it's very much an established asset class. Uh, I know that you share this view. I think it's here here to stay, and it's one that's got really strong potential. I think. Yeah, I, I I agree, and obviously I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think it had a great future. So, what's the plan for the podcast series? Well, the first um, that we did um, was with Rachel Dickey, and I say did because it was recorded pre-COVID. So. Um, that's a really insightful podcast and encourage everyone that's listening to this to, to have a listen to that. Um, it's a great insight in terms of how LNG are focusing on this sector, the reason why they're doing that, um, their, how that sits really nicely alongside the purpose of LNG and the impact they want to have in, in society. So that's definitely worth a listen. I think really, Glenn, because that was recorded pre-COVID, it would be great to hear some of your views on on how COVID-19 has impacted the sector, because I think it would provide some useful context before people tune in to Rachel. So I think the first question from me back to you would be, what would you think the role of um, 
the real estate environment has been and, and how is that addressing COVID? What are you seeing um, in your experience at the moment? Well, I guess that the main thing is that the life science companies are really at the forefront of everything that's going on to try and tackle the uh, crisis at the moment. So they're finding treatments or uh, seeking vaccines or undertaking diagnostic testing. And there's a massive amount of effort going into this this uh, across the world, but in the UK uh, in particular. And there are some great examples of uh, the work that's being done, such as Bruntwood Cytex, Audley Park site, where one of the main testing facilities for uh, COVID-19 was created in just a matter of weeks, a massive and huge undertaking. Yeah, and like you, I think it's incredible to see how um, the UK has reacted to that and as a sector. I mean, it's it's obviously incredibly important. And as you said, the speed that they're doing that is is great. Um, what do you think the the impact's been on the on the sector as a whole? I mean, we talked about how um, the industry is reacting to help solve it, but what's been a broader impact in terms of those companies that are active in the sector? For the life science industry, the negative impact so far has been relatively small and far less than uh, the terrible um, uh, economic impact that there has been on some of the other industries. And I've been speaking quite extensively to colleagues in the industry and it, and it seems like it varies depending on the nature of the company and its stage of development. So, for example, you've got companies that are offering drug discovery and development services, so the ones that are helping to discover and develop new drugs. Um, they're still continuing to operate and they seem to be thriving so far. You know, business development is continuing and um, we're seeing a move as well to onshoring work that was previously undertaken in China or India. And um, that's a result of companies trying to bring supply chains closer to home. So that's going to increase demand for the offering of these type of companies. And then on top of that, we've got businesses that are developing the new therapeutics and they're a bit more impacted. So for example, clinical trials have been halted in many cases. Um, access to universities and collaborators and facilities has been stopped. Those companies that are well financed, such as the big pharmaceutical companies and the, the biotechs that have raised investment, they'll be fine to ride the storm. And But those um, that aren't so well financed will be a, a bit worried at the moment, I can, I am sure. Um, but having said that, you know, investment is still coming into the sector and, and we're seeing a number of investment rounds still happening just over the last few weeks. That's great. Thank you. And um, really interesting from an occupier perspective. And what are you seeing um, on the other side as such from a landowner or investor perspective? So from the, the real estate owners or the, the operators perspective, you know, the fact is that the, these life science companies need access to the laboratories to function. They can't work from home. Um, so pretty much all the life science sites are remaining open and operational, albeit with a skeleton staff. And social distancing measures are in place in all of these sites. Um, because life science companies haven't been anywhere near as badly affected as other sectors, the rental income still appears to be holding up pretty well. Okay, that's great. We're obviously talking about sort of the immediate impact from a more short term perspective, but medium to long term, what do you think the implications of or the impact of COVID-19 might be on, on the sector? And what's your view on the outlook? 
So this sector was pretty much, as we've already said, on the up before COVID-19 hit. And, and I really wouldn't be surprised if growth accelerates even further over the coming years. So governments, um, have we said, appreciated the sector and the amount of money that was going into it was already increasing. And I think that value is only going to be reinforced as a result of the, the crisis. So I can expect us to see increased public sector funding, increased um, private sector funding um, coming into the companies as well. So it's, it's only going to uh, drive growth of the companies and increased demand for space. And that will further this emergence of the life science real estate asset class in the UK that you referred to earlier, Chris. That's great. Thank you, Glenn, for that insight. Like you, I really share the same positive sentiment about how the life science industry uh, can make such a positive impact moving forward in, in the industry and across the broader economy. The final thing to say from us is thank you very much for, for all of you that have tuned in. We hope that you're as excited as we are in terms of where this podcast series takes us. We think that we've got some great people who have taken part and we'll, we hope to have many more. So on behalf of the team, please stay safe, stay well, and we hope that you enjoy. Thank you very much. Thank you.